love gold. The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name, Gold Member. Hello and welcome to Trimming the Musical Fact. I'm Paul Nicholson. And I'm Stephen Nicholson. Thanks for joining us for the second episode in our Hidden Prime Cut series, where we highlight a song by a band or a singer which we feel deserved more attention, i.e. it was a B-side or an unleashed track. Today we're going to be talking about a song from a band who were renowned for their high quality of their B-sides, Oasis, and the B-side of their most famous hit single, 1995's Wonderwall. The up-tempo no tune Round Our Way. Before we discuss it, let's hear that very song in question. Sing 
So that was Round Our Way by Oasis, Stephen. What do you think of this song? Well, first of all, what a great set of tunes on the, the CD single of Wonderwall. So you've got mm-hmm. Wonderwall, Round Our Way, The Swamp Song and The Master Plan. Now, most bands would kill for uh, two songs as good as Round Our Way and The Master Plan mm-hmm. on their albums. Hell, even as singles. And here's Oasis throwing them out as B-sides. Now, the, the master plan ended up being the title track on the band's 1998 B-Sides compilation. Um, and, uh, but round away, she missed the cut. Uh, and I don't know the reason for that, but I certainly have it on that album instead of something like Underneath the Sky. I love this song. Um, what I like about it, I, I think it's just so uplifting it's joyous it's just a song that makes you smile i think the the horns and the harmonica on it are superb um in a lot of ways it sounds very mersey beat um and reminiscent of the beatles says got to get you into my life um i I love the use of the kind of man mancunian slang in the lyrics uh, it seems to be describing, I think, Noel Gallagher, who wrote it, it seems to be he's going back into the midst of time when he was younger and uh, talking about a, a kind of typical day, uh, hence the, the slang terms being used in it. Uh, and, and there's a part in the song around about four minutes in where everything just comes down to the, the guitars and the harmonica before the whole band then kicks in again to drive the song to its conclusion, so which is brilliant. Um, I've seen the band perform this live on the, the now defunct Channel 4 music show, the, the White Room, back in 1995, mm-hmm. and it was a superb performance. Uh, and also lucky enough to see the band perform it live at their uh, Lock Moment show that I went to in 1996. Um, I believe the track was written and recorded after Morning Glory was released, um, which is why it would never have been in contention for that album. For me, yeah, it is, because for me, it's actually better than most of the songs on Morning Glory, as good an album Mm. as it is. Uh, And I do wonder if Oasis or Noel Gallagher in retrospect wished they'd held back a lot of the songs like this that they put out as B-sides, you know, in their imperial phase between 94 and 96, where they, they put out so many brilliant songs as B-side, B-sides. And you do wonder if the wish they'd kept a lot of them back for future albums, because rather than have, you know, two undoubted classic albums in their catalogue, and they could have had maybe three or four with, with all these other great ones yeah. that they put out as B-sides. However... Mm. Um, in the context of the time, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember just how exciting it was with every Oasis single because you knew you were getting some new tracks and you knew they weren't just going to be rubbish B-side filler. You knew they were going to be you know, absolutely quality songs. Uh, so for me, that was all part of the excitement uh, at the, the time and, and it was a great time. Um, so yeah, brilliant song. What about you? Yeah, it's a really good song. Uh, it's funny enough, I hadn't listened to it for a long time, probably for about 20 odd years. The last uh, so I listened to it more recently when we were doing the Be Here Now podcast show, mm-hmm. and because that was one of the like one of the B sides, and 
sounds very much like uh, I thought it sounded very much like got to get you into my life by the Beatles, mm. uh, particularly at the start, the sort of horns. It sounded a bit like the live version that Wings did uh, in their last tour in '79. It sounded a bit like that, and uh, it just shows you how, like at that point, Oasis couldn't do any wrong. Really, like the B sides were great and good value for money when you bought the single, and. It, yeah, definitely. Particularly in hindsight, there's uh, the the two songs that you know mentioned that they could well be. In, in fact, they're far better than stuff on the album. Uh, either mm-hmm. "What's the Story, Morning Glory" or "Be Here Now." And so, although from what I believe, this was recorded after "What's the Story," but it could certainly have been on "Be Here Now" and. It's a really catchy song. The only, the only criticism of the song when I was listening to it today was it was almost it was almost six minutes, and I just think was that maybe the reason they didn't put it on the album? Mm. Uh, if it was maybe more, say it was cut down to four minutes or three and a half, you know, because I think it could have been a single actually. Mm-hmm, so, I agree. I yeah. agree. Definitely so I think, good enough. Yeah. So I think because I don't know, maybe with it being six minutes, I wonder if that had any. But then the master plan was good enough to be a single. Yeah, yeah, I know it's. It just, I think at that time they were spoiled for choice. Though there's so many, Mm -hmm. so many great songs, and, but like like I'd said in the "Be Here Now" podcast, that I think when it got to "Be Here Now," for me anyway, they were the the quality dropped, and but this at this point. Uh, when this, you know, came out, they were totally at their peak, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not comparing them to the Beatles because they're nowhere near, <laughs> nowhere near as good as the Beatles. But certainly, in terms of singles and B sides, it reminded me a bit of the Beatles because a lot of their B sides were, in some ways, just as famous as the A sides. And I think mm-hmm. at this point for Oasis, that was it was it felt similar to that, but sadly it tapered off. A couple of years after that, yeah, uh, yeah, but really good song, really good song. Yeah, and I would say to anybody um, who wants to check out Oasis uh, a bit more, that the the Master Plan album with with those B sides is definitely worthy of your time. There are so many good songs on there, making pretty much all of them are are brilliant. So yeah, check them out. Definitely, definitely no. It's it a great. <laughs> no, it's it is a great, uh, a great album, and it, the songs are brilliant in their own right. You know, but because that album, the Master Plan, it's almost like a song like extras that they weren't deemed good enough, <laughs> but actually a lot of them are some of their best stuff. So it's yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. Definitely. This is history. This is history, right here, right now. It was like a calling to us as Oasis fans. It was that sort of moment in history where you had to be there. The biggest gig that's ever been seen in the UK. The energy pulsating through the crowd was unbelievable. You were getting closer and closer and the buzz was getting bigger and bigger. The build-up to it was just immense.
electric. Life couldn't have got any better. I've got my boyfriend, got a lukewarm, semi-flat, plastic beaker full of lager, and I'm singing my heart out. takes you back to a period there was no one holding a phone or an iPad in front of me. You can't bring that amount of people into that field and it still resonates 25 years later if you weren't a real deal. Nothing since has even come close. So, it's Stephen here, and you join me in a Wester Hales car park with three men in my car, <laughs> which on in, in, in many levels is quite wrong, but with, I'm here with Ross Braidwood, David Mellon, and Brian Borfick, previous podcast guests. How are you, gentlemen? Fantastic. Excellent, and um, we've just taken the pilgrimage to the Odeon Cinema here to watch Oasis's 1996 Nebworth documentary, and I think all four of us are giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, four thumbs up. Yep, very good. So maybe start with you, Ross. What your your thoughts on it, and maybe the highlight of the the documentary for you? Uh, I think probably watching it took me back to it was the same year watching Oasis at uh, Loch Lomond. I think we all went on the, on the Sunday show, so it's a bit like that. I think with the with the fans and all talking about how they got there and how they got tickets. I got a ticket through my uncle actually. And then uh, went with my cousins, and so again, he just took me back to that same setup, open field, open air concert, fantastic. And the weather was obviously pretty good as well. So, um, so it was probably much a nostalgic trip for me. Um, the highlight, I quite like what actually listening to the songs, quite like the songs where there was a bit, they had the violinist, the strings, probably Cast No Shadow sounded if, just as good, if no better, than in the, in, the, in the studio version. Brilliant. So, I thought that was probably the highlight but just in general just seeing um <laughs> just seeing you know the, the concert and the gig uh yeah it must be amazing to be there um yeah okay thanks ross and <laughs> i think the, the guests in the back here are slightly distracted by 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 the view <laughs> okay <laughs> well, unfortunately for me i was facing the wrong way damn it uh, so, David, what about you? What, what's your thoughts on the documentary and your highlight from it? Yeah, it was absolutely cracking. Um, it looked like a fantastic day out, or two days out, and for, for some people, um, I kind of regret passing up the chance to go and see them at Loch Lomond now after seeing that. <laughs> no, but um, I think my highlight of that was watching uh, John Squire um, on Champagne Supernova. It was, it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it was good, and last but uh, certainly least, uh, not least, Brian, what about yourself? I thought it was brilliant as well, as Ross says, well I was at the Loch Lomond as well, takes you back to the days, the gig, uh, it, it makes you realise how big they actually were, mm-hmm. don't and appreciate it, <laughs> 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 big lads, <laughs> but no, I, I 
and they were saying about no mobiles and that they were mm-hmm. just there uh, I think my highlight was Columbia when they walked out first song Columbia I remember that for Lock Lomond and it just took me back took me <laughs> back it's a how many years now 25 yeah. 25 years yeah 25 years I think my favourite moment was the story about the, the on day two the the rubbish fight, everybody started throwing rubbish. <laughs> 125,000 people throwing rubbish in there, and the boy getting hit in the face by an orange. <laughs> That's what concert going's all about, isn't it? Getting hit by debris in the face. So, uh, four thumbs up from us, and while I've got you guys, the this particular podcast episode is dedicated, uh, funnily enough, to Oasis and their B-side for Wonderwall, Round Our Way. So, uh, maybe get your opinions on that song as well. So, Ross, I'll come to you. Round um, the way, I mean, I think it's it's one of the ones where it pretty much played it quite live. They, they played it live quite quite a lot during the sort of mid mid nineties. I think it's just as a song. It's just it's just a, I suppose, a celebration in music. You know, it's one of these songs you want to, you want it to keep going on and on and on. I think it's just one of the ones, just with the. Uh, just with the music itself, so yeah, brilliant song. Okay, thanks, Ross. Brian, that's a brilliant song. Eh? A really good song. Is it from a TV show? Is it a theme song? No, I uh, think. Are you thinking uh, of Royal Family? Royal Family. After one with me. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Well, that's a great song as well. No, yes, round our way. Brilliant song. Yeah, I'm glad you got the right song there, Brian. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Showing your encyclopedic knowledge of Oasis's back catalogue there. What about you, Davey? Do you, do you remember the right song? I do, aye. It's been a long time since I've listened to it, to be fair. But um, not as, well, as it goes. As oh, Davey, it was, it was in the documentary. What was it? That's when the wine kicked in. Was that when you were having your £9 glass of wine? I was too busy thinking about that £9 I spent on that glass of wine. (laughs) Well, I I can confirm it was in the documentary. (laughs) So, uh, thank you, gents. Welcome. And speak to you soon. Okay. It's last orders at the bar. Thanks for listening. If you want to share what you think about the song, or perhaps provide suggestions for future episodes, please get in touch. To do that, you can find us on websites like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Musical Trimming. You can email us at trimthemusicalfat at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at www.trimmingthemusicalfat.com. Here you can listen to us talk about Oasis in our two podcast episodes dedicated to the Be Here Now album. If you want more, visit us on our YouTube channel and you can watch our Oasis UK singles ranking video. So stop crying your heart out. We'll be back soon with more hidden prime cuts for you to enjoy. So remember to keep subscribing. Thanks for listening. Bye.
こう！